0: For all these years, I'm always about collaborating. I want to make sure that this is not just my festival. This is the Atlanta festival. And this is for all people who have lived here, you know, uh, for
1: decades
0: or they just arrived yesterday.
1: Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of the Atlanta Foodcast. And you know, when I started this show, I knew immediately that I wanted to hear the stories from those who make Atlanta such a wonderful city for eaters. And it's become a bit of the mission statement around here, and it's honestly grown into more avenues of the industry and our community than I originally had in mind. And that's why I had to have Dale on the show. And if you don't know who this wonderful, badass woman is, you should. She's the founder of Taste of Atlanta, and it's easily one of the best ways to experience the tapestry of restaurants that our city has to offer in a single weekend that happens every fall. It's an incredible festival, and you're going to hear the whole story right here. Uh, We had a great conversation on the cozy porch of Ticonderoga at Crog Street, and I hope you enjoy it. Sunday here at Cog Street Market, but I'm joined here with a fantastic individual, but uh, first question I have for you is, who are you?
0: Hi, my name <laughs> my name is Dale DeSena, and I'm with Taste of Atlanta. Hi,
1: Dale. How are you?
0: I'm great. How are you, Ben? I am
1: so good. It is such an honor to have you on the show. Oh, thanks. You are uh, easily one of the... Um, pillars of the culinary community here in Atlanta taste of atlanta uh, i 've been many times I had the pleasure of, of of working at the festival on multiple levels, just enjoying it as a consumer. Um, I think everything that you have done to create this festival has just been such uh, it 's so much the identity of Atlanta, so it is such an honor Thank to have you. you on the show yeah,
0: that is so sweet. Thank you so much yeah. You oh, know? People like you that really make the festival what it is, though.
1: Oh, well, that's awesome. Seriously. Yeah. yeah. Well, it is, uh, I, mean, I mean, again, like we've, we've got a lot of fun stuff to talk about here. And um, so the first question, and I ask this of everybody, so no one is absolved of this question, whether you're a chef or you own a restaurant and you get the same one, but I want to get to know you a little bit. Sure. And I want to know who cooked for you growing up and what kind of cook was he or she? And then I guess the asterisk on this as well is where did you grow up?
0: Okay, that's a lot of lot of questions, but I'm ready to answer. <laughs> ready to answer. Awesome. Um, so let's see. I grew up in Savannah, Georgia. Really? I did. What I part? Did. Um, Kensington Park. Okay. Southside. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I'm familiar. And um, my entire family still lives there. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. Um, I, who cooked for me? So let's see. My grandmother, my nana, as I called her. Mm-hmm. Um, my the love of my life growing up. <laughs> Cooked amazing Jewish food. Oh, man. Um, We're talking sweet and sour meatballs. We're talking brisket. Um, she was an incredible baker, so kickle and mandel bread and, yes. I mean, just delicious things. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom cooked a little, mm-hmm. but really my dad was the griller of the family, Yeah, and we fitting. grilled yeah. every night. Yeah. I mean, we were grillers. We, we had the neighborhood pool in our backyard, and uh, we were outdoorsy kind of people, and we grilled and it was wonderful so my dad was a very good cook too
1: awesome what was he cooking on the grill
0: um we were we were chicken and steaks and Mm -hmm. hamburgers and you know one other thing i do have to throw in there is um growing up i was one of uh, four children so i have uh, two brothers and a sister okay and uh we had a housekeeper helper who was with us um from when i was born oh wow until um you even after I went to college, and I have a wow. younger brother. So her name was Virginia, and uh, she was the most wonderful person, almost like a second mom to me. Yeah, And she made, I will tell you, you're gonna, this is so Southern, um, the best fried chicken you would ever have. And it oh, was man. skillet fried chicken. And um, from that day and from that, I am a fried chicken connoisseur. So that is my vice. I love fried chicken, um, but growing up, I mean, it was such a Savannah was such a, a, a easy place to grow up, and it was very quiet, um, very family oriented. Um, but it was a, I had a great childhood.
1: Yeah, I, I love that you mentioned skillet fried chicken. Yep, that's the only that's the only fried chicken I ever grew up with. You know, I mean, I, I think if you go to a restaurant and they have the equipment, obviously it's like a vat fryer, but. You know, I had the one cast iron skillet in my house mm-hmm. and if fried chicken was made in that yep. there was there was you really had to work to screw it up
0: you let me tell you it's made with love though it oh, is totally. um oh my god I, I can taste it right now so yeah. oh yeah i mean yum, and, yum.
1: And, and and that's like a that's a flavor you know especially of your youth like that's something that just never leaves your mind it does and especially never leaves your palate you know right so, exactly yeah i
0: will say she made um collard greens mm-hmm. my dad loved collard greens yeah um I wasn't a big fan of them, mm-hmm. um, but my dad called them college greens. College green. <laughs> that they would make you smart, and you really need to eat them. Yes. And I'm like, Dad, I think I'm smart enough, and I'm not gonna eat them.
1: Um, yeah, I, you know, and that that was a big thing growing up in my household as well. I mean, I grew up in Orlando, Florida, but you know, collard greens were something that were pretty fairly common for us to mm-hmm. cook, and mm-hmm. usually with a ham hock in the yep. giant yep. pot, and they were stewing all day and. I never wanted to eat the greens. I was a really picky kid growing up, but uh-huh. the cornbread on the side <laughs> with the pot liquor yeah—that's yep. what I was all about.
0: Cornbread is the way to go. Yeah, you've it, got
1: it. It's just the best vehicle, and anything that was a sauce or you know, something to sop up with something starchy—a roll or cornbread—I was all about it. So pot liquor, I was like, that—that that to me gives me enough of the flavor, but I don't have to eat the vegetable. That's right. You can have me the vegetable. too. I, yeah. I didn't
0: eat vegetables growing up. You yeah.
1: know, and it, it's funny too, because like in your adult life, you're wondering how did you actually make it out? Like there. Were probably just spans of time that you were not even in the vicinity of vegetables. But no, somehow you but, turned out okay, right? Right.
0: But, I mean, <laughs> I mean, in the 70s, you know, early 70s, um, everything came out of a can mm-hmm. back then. You mm-hmm. know, there really wasn't fresh vegetables right. then. It was um, frozen. Yeah. Or it came out of a can, yeah. and it and that, didn't taste good. And that was so okay. So I didn't though. eat it. Everyone, right.
1: everyone just knew like vegetables were relatively poor in flavor because they came out of a can. And, that's right. Uh, but yeah, and then someone just finally put their foot down. and they said, "You know what? I've had enough of this. And that's now right. it's all about you're, you know, paying eighteen dollars for kale at Whole Foods." And but that's just normal life now. It so. is.
0: But again, then you eat it because it tastes good. Yeah. You know.
1: Yes, absolutely. So I think vegetables have honestly they become so much more exciting nowadays i think especially yeah, in, a, in a city like atlanta mm-hmm. people are doing things with vegetables that you never thought were possible right which is really agree. fun yeah. totally agree. yeah i had a kale caesar at breza in pont city market jonathan mm-hmm. waxman's restaurant right i would eat that every single day and it was it, i mean again kale is just the vehicle for all the flavor but it was just there was so much time and attention put into this small salad mm-hmm. and the, the the shining jewel of it all was kale it's right. amazing, right? Right. Yeah. And,
0: and a lot of people are still pretty scared of it.
1: Yeah. Like, I don't think they know what to do with it. No. So, But it's no. all right. We, we've come a long way. There but, you go. Um, but I love that you grew up in Savannah. I yep. love that you grew up in Savannah. So you, you've been a Georgia girl. You've been a peach your whole life. Well, I have to say, though, I went to college at University of Florida. I, I did know that about you. So I was going to say, we've got the Florida thing going on. Right,
0: right. Um, I, again, my sister went to uh, University of Georgia, mm-hmm. and um, and I was always Susan's little sister, and mm-hmm. I was determined to get out of that mode. I yep. love her to death. She's a great best friend. But I just wanted to go someplace where nobody knew me as Susan's little sister, yeah. so you Florida in, was great.
1: Yeah. What did you study in college?
0: I um, was an English major mm-hmm. in marketing.
1: Okay. Wow. Yep. So That's good. That's like two completely different silos. That's It was great. perfect. Yeah. It was perfect for me. What did you want to do out of college?
0: You know, I wanted to get into the advertising business, Mm -hmm. Um, uh, but I knew, though, that I wanted to get into sales. Yeah. Um, So, I will tell you, though, in college, I did my junior year in London, and I was a business major then. And I came back, and I'm like, I am not getting my MBA. I don't want to be in school forever. I wasn't really into the finance and accounting and all that. Right. Um, So I went to work, came to Atlanta, came Mm -hmm. to Atlanta and started working for an ad agency in their media department. Mm -hmm. And uh, from there, got into magazines Mm -hmm. and uh, magazine sales and uh, became an associate publisher. And, you know, then I, I said I need to start my own business. And I started a custom publishing business. So... That meant creating magazines for companies and for events and venues. Chastain Park Amphitheater was my very first client. Great space. Um, Met with uh, uh, Peter Conlon and Alex Cooley Mm -hmm. over at Concert Southern Promotions and um, got a multi-year agreement and uh, was on my way. So yeah. um, from there, then hopped into the uh, Music Midtown bit and uh, helped them create that festival and sold sponsorships and yeah. did all of their marketing and graphic design. And... Uh, Back then, we didn't have websites, so this was 1994. (laughs) You had newsletters. Right, exactly. We had newsletters and uh, and custom publishing. Yes, absolutely. Um, But um, really, you know, I mean, I I just got into events. I loved events. Mm -hmm. I loved, you know, raising the money to be able to put these events on. Right. Um, I worked also with the Atlanta Jazz Festival and the Montreux Mm -hmm. Music Festival and the Dogwood Festival and... Mm -hmm. The Atlanta Opera, the Atlanta Ballet—I mean, everybody in town—and I—I uh, yeah. I just loved that space. I thought it was yeah. really fun and exciting, and uh, mm-hmm. and uh, and then came 2002, and I said, "Wow, I need to be doing my own festival." Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it was just me. I—I I didn't have a lot of uh, capital or funding, but um, from my days of raising money for other events, people believed in me and believed in my company and my people and my team and said, wow, we're on board. Where do we sign? And let's get Taste of Atlanta started. Mm -hmm. So that was 18 years ago.
1: Man. Well, I mean, especially backing up 18 years to think of so many things that you had your hands on or in. You've really, I mean, and again, so much of your background, you have helped create so many wonderful festivals and events and things to do in, in Atlanta. If you live here, going to the Dogwood Festival is still something to look forward to. Going to the Jazz Festival, going to a concert at Chastain Park, uh, Music Midtown. I mean, these are these are huge event pillars that happen, and now all the way to Taste of Atlanta. I mean, equally holding that space of something that happens on a yearly basis. Mm-hmm. Um, so high five to you, Dale! Oh, like thank you, you have you. helped create some incredible things that. I think really make Atlanta so awesome.
0: Well you know I mean and, and I will say I mean I like to dream up Events. I like to yeah. think of what I would like to do or what other people like me would want to do. Yeah. Um, but it's all about the team. It's all about, you know, every festival that I worked on had amazing teams and amazing people who came together where we all had the vision. And yeah. I was able to do my part to help make it happen as everyone else on the team did their part. Right. And, and again, I feel like that same philosophy is what's happening today. Um, festivals back in the 90s are a lot different than they are today. And we have to make sure that we're continuing to dream up new things and new experiences for people to be able to say, well, I went to, you know, Taste of Atlanta last year, and so why am I going back this year? Well, there are many reasons, you know. And we want to make sure that people believe that it's every year, it's new and fresh, and there's something for everyone to come check out um, on any of the three days, so yeah. it's it's just really important.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And you know, a, l- a little bit more of of who you are just in Atlanta. I mean, again, you are such a a well known individual when it comes to Atlanta individually as a city, but especially Atlanta in our culinary community, you, you you're a pillar so much. And, and and you do a lot of other things as well. I mean I, I know that you're involved with the Le Dame Escoffier. Yes. And um man, what else? Uh, I mean I know I know that you've done I mean other than taste of Atlanta, just being involved and really being on the forefront of promotion and really selling other people's stories as what are the piece parts that make up, you know, like here, here on the food cast, you know, something that I always say is that th- these are the people that are making Atlanta, the greatest city for eaters. And you're, you're the OG. you were the one who really put people, you know, on stage, so to speak, where that was something where they could enjoy, but you've done so many well, things to really make that platform right. available. And,
0: and again, I think from the beginning, when I first thought of doing taste of Atlanta and, and making that happen, um, I I really spent a lot of time talking with a lot of people, um, Mm -hmm. a lot of chefs, a lot of restaurateurs, um, people in that culinary space to be able to figure out what does Atlanta want. Yeah. Um, You know, it has to be a, a shared vision. It can't just be one person. And so for all these years, I'm always about... Collaborating, I want to make sure that this is not just my festival. This is the Atlanta festival, and yeah. this is for all people who have lived here, you know, uh, for decades, or they just arrived yesterday. Right. Um, you know, how do I and how do my team and I, how do we create experiences for people to learn about the city and what all it, it has to offer? Yeah. Um, I think also our relationship with restaurants and with chefs is key, because the mission from day one, even today, is, is turning tasters into diners.
1: yes. And so we yes. want
0: to make sure our number one goal is to fill these restaurants before, during and after the festival, right so that these chef-driven restaurants can succeed, you know, meet new customers. Um, and, and be profitable, you yeah. know, so they can live a life too yeah. um, but that is that's really key i mean i I'm always about trying to help the chefs and the restaurants get their message out we We are a marketing arm to the restaurants to tell their story
1: yeah and and I think that's amazing about you know not not only the work that you're doing but also the city of atlanta we we are such an incredible city and and very I think on the daily. There's, there's so many people who are either moving away from Atlanta who have lived here for two years or 20 years, or there's someone who's moving here from Houston or L.A. or Chicago or New York, and they're finding out what the makeup of Atlanta is. And
0: that is what surprises me that a lot of people don't understand or recognize that Atlanta is the culinary capital of the South. 100%. That Atlanta is like the best-kept secret, and right. I don't want it to be a... best kept secret. I want people to know. But again, too, I mean, some cities, when they get that type of um, those accolades, it can destroy a city. It can destroy its... um it's ambiance and it's uh, small townness, so right. to speak. But ah, I just want Atlanta to be on the map, and I want people to know. And I'd scream from the rooftops. It's the greatest yep. place. Yeah. We love it here. Yeah,
1: and and I think the the thing that I love, you know, speaking especially about Taste of Atlanta, is it gives you such a wonderful perspective on the more street-level approachability Mm -hmm. of dining in Atlanta or being an eater, Mm -hmm. and I love your soundbite there of turning a taster into a diner, and that happens so quick in the Mm -hmm. blink of an eye, you know, where someone has that experience at a restaurant, you know, let's say Restaurant Eugene. They've never had that type of plated dish, you know, Mm -hmm. all the way from, you know, a mousse-bouche to... Dessert, and they're they're hooked. You know, now now they've got their own roadmap. And th- the thing I love about Taste of Atlanta is it's the conduit, it's the gateway. It can totally be like that drug for someone where mm-hmm. they just go from tent to tent to tent, and like all of this is right here, and their minds are blown. all in one place. Yes. Their minds are blown.
0: And and the thing that we do as well is we really curate the experience for them so mm-hmm. there's a lot happening behind the scenes where we want we want those white tablecloth dining restaurants you right. know we want the neighborhood favorites that mm-hmm. are uh, that you could go to every night of the week right we want everything in between we want a taste of Atlanta from both the the food um uh different types of food, different um, international flavors. Sure. But we also really pick and choose restaurants from all over the city. Yeah. So we will have restaurants from Marietta and um, Inman Park and Sandy Springs and Buckhead and, I mean, everywhere. And right. so... That is what makes Atlanta even so much like New York City. Yeah. I mean, you know, they've got Chinatown and Little Italy and, you know, the west side. And and that's what we are. Sure. And so every neighborhood is so important to the big overall makeup of how great our city is.
1: Yeah. And I think you hit the nail on the head, right? It's it's not just for the... For the individual who doesn't know, it's not just downtown. You don't go no, downtown to experience no. Atlanta. You can have the best experience in quote unquote Atlanta, and it might happen in Marietta Square.
0: There is a time and a place for every restaurant. Mm-hmm. Um, I will tell you, when I first started Taste, I remember um, we were we were one year at Phipps Plaza, and then we were three years at Lenox Square. Mm-hmm. And um, at Lenox Square, we were under a big tent, one giant, or two big. I mean, 30,000 square feet of space. Wow. air-conditioned space, I might add.
1: Hey. Um, yeah. Big Bill. Big yeah. Bill.
0: Um, <laughs> and, um, and the Waffle House wanted to come. And um, I think they were celebrating their 50th anniversary. Wow. And nobody wanted to be next to them. Nobody. And I'm like, mm-hmm. come on, people. Like... You go to Waffle House. I know you go to Waffle yeah. House at midnight, you know? Uh, yeah, They're absolutely. a restaurant. There's a time and a place for, for Waffle House. There's a time and a place yeah. for, you know, Restaurant Eugene. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, there's and everything in between. Yep. And so, you know, we can't always go to a fancy restaurant every night of the week. But you can go to Waffle House. But, again, it's just a matter of what your palate is asking for. Well, what do you feel like? You could get anything you want in the city.
1: Awesome. So getting back to you know the, the old days of Taste of Atlanta, tell me about year one. And this was, I think you said 2002? Two. 2002. So right. tell me about Taste of Atlanta in 2002. Wow. Okay. So
0: in 2002, we were at Phipps Plaza. Mm-hmm. Um, it was in a back parking lot. I wanted it to be food meat, Cirque du Soleil. And wow. the lights and the Crazy decor and the food, and I mean, it was the most amazing event. Mm-hmm. And then on Sunday afternoon, it rained, and there oh, was like man. a puddle that kind of went through the middle of the tent. <laughs> it was kind of, somebody else might tell you it's a river that went through it, but right. it happened at like the event was over. I want to say at five, and the river came at like four, so oh, okay. it didn't really hurt anything. But but I really was looking more at the decor to bring people in. Yeah. Which now we're really more about the chefs. We, we, don't, we need good decor, but we didn't need Cirque du Soleil decor. Sure. Um, so, so that was crazy. When I think about um, starting it and, and um, really believing that this was happening, it was year four that I had a pivotal moment. Um, Emeril Lagasse had opened up his restaurant here in Atlanta, and um, and I invited him to come to Taste of Atlanta and do yeah. a demo on our cooking stage. Wow. And these are truly in the days of the bam. And he was just, you know, <laughs> Those he, were was, the best. he was on top of the world. He yes. was great. And I remember him, and we sold out at Lenox Square, sold out. We yeah. could not fit one more person in our tents. And we had jumbotrons um, in both tents connecting people because The one tent couldn't see what was happening in Emerald but they could watch it on the Jumbotron Um, and Emerald said and I can quote this and I see him Dale he said he's screaming out to the crowd you know taste of Atlanta is better than taste of New York City. Heyo. And I was like, "Whoa, oh my god." And I <laughs> cried. I was boo boo. Yeah. And you know, it was like, "Oh my god, this is the greatest thing." And yeah. I love it. And yeah. he was just he was so sweet and just so instrumental in helping us and Yeah. Yeah putting us on the map and oh it was just a great day what a
1: cool story it was it was like, awesome emerald agassi is going to help you just float on air for the rest oh of, my god yeah, rest of that year for yes, sure that's definitely, awesome definitely. That's awesome. man so all the way back to 2002 and then i mean all the years in between and the festivals actually moved around quite a bit
0: we have and you know there's a there's a purpose for moving around yeah. um we sold out of linux i mean we couldn't fit any more people in there right and and we really did a lot of um, focus groups and asking people, mm-hmm. would you like Taste of Atlanta to be under some big tents, or would it should it be a street festival? Right. And Atlanta's a big street festival oh, kind yeah. of town, so we, we're in October, and we've always been in October, um, and so we moved to Tech Square mm-hmm. from Linux. Um, it had just opened, and uh, we were there for three years, and then we... And we were not in the parking lot below. We were in the streets of Atlantic Station, and we outgrew that space. And then we moved to Tech Square, and Mm -hmm. we were there for nine years. Yeah. And then every time I turned around, a building was going up. Right. Um, You know, it it was just crazy. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, it's time for us to move again. And so we moved just last year to Fourth Ward Park. Yeah. So, so exciting, we will be there for the rest of my life. Um, yeah. I don't plan on moving again.
1: <laughs> well, I was gonna say, what's really cool too is like the the beautiful people who decided to <laughs> approach that park with such amazing civic planning. Mm-hmm. If it were to flood and you were to have another river, like it's gonna be completely mitigated because they've got like all that stuff already planned. So, that's right. you know, barring that's that's that right. the weather is nice in October, exactly. but well, yeah, we, you never we, have to worry we about it. We don't that. talk
0: about that four letter R word. <laughs> So we we plan for the best, and um, October has just been a really good month for us. And uh, we will will always be that third week in October. So life is good.
1: Yeah, and I'm I'm really excited that you guys have moved to Old Fourth Ward because the Pont City Market, the Beltline, Old Fourth Ward is there's still little parts that are connected by hundreds of feet that people still can discover they can go spend hours at pond city market walk all up and down the east side trail of the beltline mm-hmm. and never discover where those waterfalls are in the walking path in North right. Fourth Ward Park.
0: Well, and we have our VIP grand tasting experience up at Ralph McGill and Garden Park Drive, mm-hmm. which is just I guess it's either north or west of the splash pad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the main festival um, for general admission ticket holders is in the North Avenue, yeah. you know, peace yeah. the, the big green space there. Yeah. So um we, we have a nice um, separation, but if you are a VIP ticket holder, you also can go to the main festival as well. Yeah. So, And the park was so conducive to um, our cooking stages. We have the chef's table where chefs are cooking and sharing um, right. ideas. We have our kitchen workshop where people get to cook along with the Atlanta chefs um, at no additional cost you just get there early sign up um we have another one called the um called home plate Mm -hmm. which is all about home cooking and um, georgia grown fruits and vegetables and yummy things and we're looking to add a few new things this year um so I, w- I don't want to tell what that is just yet. But um, <laughs> but we are... One of the exciting things we're doing is we are going to add a fun run race for the taste.
1: Get out. Yeah. Oh, so we're going to have a
0: run um, on Saturday morning before the festival starts. Very cool. And uh, we're going to add maybe some uh, mimosas or Bloody Marys or nice. some really fun cocktails um, along with. So yeah. um, it'll be a lot of fun.
1: I feel so much of the eating public here in Atlanta, they... It's an easy justification of I just ran 3.1 miles, right? And now I can probably have three more Bloody Marys or exactly. you know, a few more mimosas, or you know. That
0: might make you run faster because yeah. you know what's at the end. Yeah.
1: Or, or whatever else is out there, like Liege waffles or donuts. That's or... That's you know, right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. My my favorite thing about running a 5K is when someone partners with a brewery and it's like you know what? It's I just finished a race and it's like nine o'clock in the morning. That's I'm right. I'm gonna drink a beer. Why that's not? right. Yeah.
0: Maybe a banana might go with a beer. Maybe yeah. not.
1: But, hey, there's banana and beer out there. I've that's had it before. That's right. I can have an apple yeah. cider
0: beer. Yeah. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Well, that's super exciting, yes, Dale. Yes, very awesome. exciting. Um, I think that's a perfect transition into the next question I have for you. So, let's say you've never been to the festival before. Like, you never went when you guys were at Lenox or Tech mm-hmm. Square or Atlantic Station, and now you're coming to Old Fourth Ward in 2018. Right. What are, like, two or three pro tips on how to, like, approach the festival and just get the most out of it?
0: Okay. Um, you know it's planning it's really about planning we have um, we have probably about a hundred hundred and ten restaurants that we work with that partner with us over the three days yeah. um, uh, so you need to look at the website the website always um, as we get closer to the event'll we'll have all the menu items for yeah. all of the restaurants um, but the really unique thing about taste of Atlanta and um, and all the other food festivals is we have added a an incredible technology platform Mm -hmm. to the event where you will get a a RFID wristband, a really cool wristband. Um, It has your taste points embedded in Mm -hmm. it. If you're a general admission ticket holder, you get 10. If you're a VIP, you get 20. Mm -hmm. Um, And then when you go up to a restaurant, you will purchase your taste um, be it one, two, or three taste points. Yeah. Um, and then you're always in the know about how many points you have. So so plan, plan ahead. Buy your ticket early because then your wristband comes in the mail. Yes. You can add more points onto your wristband before you get there once you see all of the, uh, all of the um, food that you want to purchase. Um, but the really cool thing about us is that we have developed a software that... The week after the festival, um, we will send every person who has activated their wristband a, an email that says, hey, Ben, thanks for coming to Taste of Atlanta. Here's everything you ate and what restaurant it came from. Get out. So you don't have to be taking pictures of the sign. <laughs> you don't have to write it down. We do That's all awesome. the work for you. That's amazing. And then the restaurants, this is the beautiful thing for the restaurants, too, is because now we really are turning tasters into diners. Right. Because in this, all, this email, we also have um, sent offers, special offers for people to come into the restaurants for an entree version. It's awesome. And so we really are about, again, we want these restaurants to see, to get all these people to see their their restaurant, to come experience their restaurant. Yeah. And, um, and it's just, you know, plan, plan ahead. Make sure you look at all the demonstrations that are happening on our cooking stages. Right. Um, you can also use your wristband to tap... Um, the reader at the cooking stage and immediately the recipe and ingredients will be sent to you by email. It's amazing. So technology is really... a a great thing for us and it's a great thing for everyone because they'll learn so much about new restaurants they've never seen never experienced but also they're all in one place Mm -hmm. you know I've got you know 60 restaurants per day all in one place where you could you could eat yourself silly so we always recommend that you don't eat breakfast maybe don't (laughs) eat the day before um, but just Maybe some elastic pants or something.
1: Right. Start preparing but, now. Yes, yeah,
0: start yeah. preparing. But it is the most fun weekend to just eat and drink. And I will tell you, we have a great beer garden that we're going to add. Yeah. um, in our green um our green space there, and um, craft beers all day long, yeah. cocktails, um, wine. Yeah, it's just. What better way to spend a weekend?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I just love what you guys are are doing just on the technology side. I remember the first time that I had that RFID bracelet. Mm -hmm. It just seemed, I mean, instead of having, like, paper tickets, and you're like, where would I leave them? And, like, you know, my kid's eating one, and I dropped the other two in the gutter on the street or something Mm -hmm. like that. So I think it's tapping into, you know, pun intended, but um, but it's making it so much easier just to really – focus on you're at a festival and you're not shuffling. It doesn't feel like a favorite. Right. Exactly.
0: It's on your wrist. So you can carry a a food in one hand and a beverage in another hand. And again, too, something that, you know, I don't know if you know or the people out there know, but, you know, we pay the restaurants. They receive 50 cents for every taste point they receive. So this is a rev share. We want them to make money. You know, we've got a, a big bill to pay to you know for putting the festival up and everything but we want them to make money too yeah. and we we really believe in the We're, rev share and that has been going for all 17 years yeah and,
1: and i think that's that's another thing to speak of about taste of atlanta dale is something that you guys do is so well and not, not that other people don't but i think you guys put it on the forefront so well is it's such hard work It that is it goes such into hard work. A, to running a restaurant being a chef running a team growing a menu helping people understand their approach to cuisine. Uh, I I grew up in the kitchen. Both my parents are chefs, and I watched them work 80- and 90-hour weeks, and sometimes it's pretty thankless work. So for you guys to be able to just put that in front of them as like, here's your platform, but also we want to make sure that it's at least worth your time. And
0: how can we help you? I mean, my team is there to support them, to help them, to help them set up, Mm -hmm. to anything they need we are there, right. ready.
1: Yeah, I think that's amazing. Um, that, that's super cool, though. So I, I think you've got like your your list of how to approach the festival from the eater side, the diner side. You know, but I think you just spelled it out perfectly. Well, so, thank you. Yeah. thanks. thanks. <laughs> but um,
0: I will tell you too, though. I mean, we are open to suggestions. You know, we we love to hear the consumer experience and um, yeah. how we can do it better. How can we change something? Um you know, we're always looking for more um, you know, yeah. comments and suggestions.
1: Yeah, and I think you mentioned this as well, but just as you guys get closer to the festival you can see the whole lineup of participating restaurants and chefs and right. so I'll I'll leave everybody to that. Like there you, you, go. you use your mobile devices and sleuth around on Google and find out who you actually want to line up your, your taste for and I think the max that I've found and maybe this will increase or, or decrease or you know, as the years go on, but I've found out somewhere between like Fifteen and twenty, like samples, mm-hmm. maybe at like the the one taste point, I can I can handle in a day, but it's probably maybe like five or six at the three taste point because it's a pretty it's some a of them good, are pretty. It, it's the largest plate of food sometimes. That's some, right. Some, it some, can th- be. Yeah. Some of the restaurants are like, you know what? Mm, here's another pork bun. Right. Right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <like> <laughs> yeah, it's dangerous. You got to be careful. But right. um. But, yeah, you know, and and the the one thing that I really want to know, too, is you guys last year was 16 years of the festival, Dale. That's amazing. So coming up on 17 years, I mean, you guys have just continued to grow this event, and it is such a a perfect example of what it means to be an eater in Atlanta Mm -hmm. and experience everything that we have, like you mentioned, from Marietta to Buckhead to East Atlanta. Um, But what would you say is the next big thing that you want to tackle for Taste of Atlanta?
0: You know, I mean, I think it's from keeping the quality that we have. I, I want to make sure we are bringing the chefs that our, our patrons want to see. Yeah. Um, I want a good, diverse lineup. I want um, to make sure that we're showcasing um, different price points of mm-hmm. restaurants. Um, you know, again, too, a lot of people may not know it, but we support Four, five, six different nonprofit charity organizations. Um, yeah. The Giving Kitchen, Open Hand, Second Helpings Atlanta. Um, you know, so many great organizations that we want people to know about and to support. Yeah. Um, so you know, it, for me, it's quality over um, over quantity. Yeah. I don't. I think we have a good number of people who attend. I think we just need to continue to. Put good information out there and, and have people really say, "Wow, I learned something at Taste of Atlanta and yeah. I, and I enjoyed meeting the chefs. I mean, I feel like our festival is the most the chefs are the most accessible and, and the chefs have fun at our festival yeah. you know they're there to meet and greet or as we like to call it eat and greet yeah and, uh, <laughs> um, and, and meet their fans, you know right. I mean our chefs are our rock stars I mean we yep. want them to have fun.
1: Yeah, and I, I think it is. I mean, it, it totally is fun. I mean, sometimes it's hard to make it more than, like, 50 feet because <laughs> you're stopping at every single table, and I love this restaurant, and I don't know this one, but I want to try this, you know, and there's so many different things at each one, but um, but I think that's what makes it fun, too, is, like, there's so many. You can go one day. You can go all three days. Like right. I, I think what you guys have put together... Is, is such a great way to sample just food uh-huh. in Atlanta, but let alone all the personalities that are behind it. So, and so. you
0: know, our Friday night, um, we do a kickoff party, which is different yeah. from the Saturday and Sunday right. event. Friday night, it's all inclusive. So it's one ticket price, mm-hmm. all you can eat, drink, we've got live music, we have cocktails, wine, beer, I mean, everything for one price. So yeah. for some people, that might be a, a, a way to experience. We have 24 Atlanta restaurants at that. So, yeah. It, it, you know, that's a great time. With It's just the who's who of Atlanta really yep. attends that event. Yeah,
1: it's a super fun evening. I've yes. been a few times. And, and, and it's usually kind of nice because it's cooling off a little bit too. So you might just need like a cardigan or, right. or a T-shirt depending on how right. warm it is. But, man, it's super fun. So, yeah, hanging out in Old Fourth Ward at, in the evening and drinking a cocktail and eating yourself silly and live music and all that good stuff. Like that's what makes Atlanta so great. Like there's, you know, there's something like that you know every night of the week and you know i I think that's great so um well we have reached the portion of the show which i know that you're familiar with but it's called on the fly so i've got a few questions here for you that come at you kind of quickly uh relatively short answers but answer them as thoroughly as possible oh look at you you've got notes in front of you dale is prepared everybody she she is she's a note taker and she is ready to roll so you ready ready. Awesome. All right. So question number one, and maybe this is a softball, I don't know, but you know so many of them, but what is your favorite green space in Atlanta?
0: Well, I have to tell you, um, my favorite green space today is the green at City Springs, oh. which is in Sandy Springs. Yes. They just um, have finished the green uh, building and completion yes. of their new city hall and yes, performing right. arts center.
1: What a cool building too. It looks so it man. Is it's so awesome. awesome. It's really and cool. we
0: are doing an event on June 9th oh, called cool. Food That Rocks. Yes. And it is all about celebrating Sandy Springs restaurants. We'll have again we'll have um, twenty four restaurants, uh, wine, beer, cocktails, yeah. live music, but saved by the band. Great band. Nice. Um <laughs> what and a great name. uh and three beneficiaries, the um, community assistance center and the Drake House and Second Helpings Atlanta. So nice. it's a great event on June 9th.
1: Yeah, and what a cool space so too. Yeah, so yeah. Th-
0: it's and we're gonna be the first event oh, man. to happen Look on at you. that space. So yes, this will be our third annual event and the first event. On the green at
1: City Springs, it's gonna have that new green space smell. It is. To it. They we the fence <laughs> is still up. That's the, awesome. That
0: nobody can walk on it yet. It's
1: great because because you haven't shown up yet. They're waiting for you.
0: That's right. <laughs> We're ready.
1: Um, all right. Here's a fun question. I've never asked this of anyone yet, okay. but I want to know what are your favorite? What's your favorite restaurant, or what are your favorite restaurants in the past week, the past month, and the past year?
0: Okay. So so I was thinking about that one. And um, for me, a restaurant is not just the food, it's the ambiance, it's right. the location, it's how's the parking, everything else. So so, one of, so some of my favorites are um, Il Giallo, which is in Sandy Springs, mm-hmm. um, Jamie Adams in um, uh, Leo. Mm-hmm. Um, love that one. It's Italian. Um, I love Oku mm. on the west side, love sushi and other yes. fish is just What's delicious. What's not to love there? Oh, yeah. Everything is so good. I also love um, Taqueria del Sol, yes. Eddie Hernandez. Yeah. Awesome. Gotta and, love uh, that if you're in Atlanta. And, and now I have his cookbook, so hopefully I'm going to cook like him. We'll see. <laughs> um, another one that um, in Roswell, I love Roswell, mm-hmm. um, a great little restaurant my husband and I went to is called Monkey 68.
1: I've never heard of this. It's an
0: Asian sushi um, little spot um, up there in Roswell, not on Canton, but just off of Canton. Mm-hmm. And then on my list of places I want to go is wow. um, Mandolin. It's in uh, Sandy Springs. Yeah. It's a new Mediterranean restaurant that was just named by Eater as yeah, one of I've the read top, about this. or even in the country. It's like one of the top restaurants in the country. I mean, it's in my neighborhood, and it's I awesome. haven't been yet. Yeah. Um, so I'm excited to go yeah. to that. There's
1: there's another fun part about Atlanta. Like one of the best restaurants in the country can be right around the corner from exactly. you. Exactly. Yeah. I remember watching them build Staple House and like wow, like another restaurant, that's super cool and now look what they're doing. Exactly, you know? Like exactly. that happens all the time and it's so cool. So. Right. Um, here's another fun one. So what's your most, uh, I mean, I know that you already mentioned the river going through the middle of the tent, but what's your most memorable moment from year one of Taste of Atlanta?
0: Um, that people, we built it and they came. Mm. So it was like waiting and waiting and and, you know, just like um, Kevin Costner or whatever, build it and they will come said <laughs> so James Earl, James Earl Jones. Yes. Um, so that was that was pretty cool.
1: That's a great answer. I love that. But, oh. man, it's it just so indicative of your hard work. And then people came and they saw your vision. And then now people are just eating their self-sale and they're getting ready to run a 5K. So That's you're doing right. something right, Dale. Yep, yep. Um, so what would you say, if uh, you know, what, what what is there to look for this year at the festival that maybe if you've been in the past – going to be brand new so what do you need to keep your eyes out for
0: I think what's brand new will be brand new programming on our stages Mm -hmm. Um, we're really putting a lot of thought into um, what demonstrations will happen what chefs will present them Um, also a race for the taste Um, just you know I, I mean Atlanta changes every year and I mean new restaurants are coming every day. Um, So we're really, we are out there inviting a lot of new um, restaurants that people maybe don't know about. So expect to meet some new chefs.
1: That's awesome. I love that. Uh, And last question here, and my favorite one to ask everybody, but what do you have in your fridge at home right now? And it looks like it's quite a list, or maybe that's your grocery list for when you leave here. Right, right,
0: right. Well, I have to tell you, so I'm a fan. I'm a total fan of your podcast, and I did listen to, I listened to Delia, who I love, and I listened to (laughs) Nate, and I listened to um, Nick Leahy, everybody. Yeah. And so, you know, they're all chefs, and I'm not a chef. I'm, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm a mom. I have a 13-year-old boy um, who loves to eat and and eat good and he he's my good eater and a husband who loves to eat too so so um i work all day and then i get to come home and um, cook dinner so it's uh so our so my favorite so just that's in the refrigerator pickles um uh, salsa, I love salsa. Oh yeah. Um, vegetables. I mean, we and, and apples. I mean, fruit apples. My family goes through more apples in a week than anybody I, I could tell. Uh, <laughs> you know, Vidalia onions. Um, you know, and I always have um, chicken or steaks or shrimp or something is in yeah. the refrigerator waiting to be cooked that night. Awesome. So, um, so we're a fan of Springer Mountain Farms chicken. So we oh, we get that in. That's I have incredible. to say that. Um, because, too, I don't know if I mentioned to you, but we also do another event called Southern Wings Showdown.
1: I am very familiar with this Yay! event.
0: Yay! So that is August the 5th over at the Fairmont. Yeah. And we'll have 30 chefs cooking up wings, Springer Mountain Farm wings on big green eggs and fryers. That's amazing. Um, and they don't normally cook wings. Um, again, I will say, along with fried chicken, wings are probably my other favorite thing.
1: Yeah. I I, oh. I can wax poetic about chicken wings. There on you any given go. Day. Yeah. We
0: mm-hmm. might have to make you a judge. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Nice. I like uh-huh. it.
1: Oh man, well, I mean, I love that you've got so many like Georgia products there too, and I love that you mentioned apples because so many people talk about picking apples mm-hmm. yearly. Oh, so.
0: blueberries, you know blueberries are the number one um, fruit uh, in the state.
1: Yeah, bigger are- than peaches. Yeah. And, I mean, but honestly, like, I'll take a handful of blueberries and bite into oh. a peach and then throw me an apple. I'll, I'll eat all the fruit all day long. Uh, so. We will, too. And yeah. and
0: Mike Roman loves all the fruit. So, yeah. it's good for you. You know, we don't need to eat all that junk. Yeah. and it, you know, fruits are just really good for you, so yeah, we like we it. like that,
1: yeah, I like what you have in your fridge Dale. Oh, um, thank you. Well, again, it has been such an honor having you on the show, Dale. And um again, I am so excited yet again for another iteration of Taste of Atlanta. But with the last few seconds here, what do you want everybody to know?
0: You know, I, I want everyone to know that Atlanta has the best restaurants almost in the world um, that taste of Atlanta is really. Um, created to showcase our chefs and to help everyone meet someone new um, enjoy the food and support local
1: mm-hmm. awesome well Dale thank you again so much it was such a pleasure speaking with thank you thank you Ben thank yeah. you it was awesome. fun I'll a see lot you of at fun. Taste of Atlanta
0: you bet you <laughs> bet
1: <laughs> hey thanks again so much for listening to another episode of the show many many thanks go out to dale for being my guest and telling her story of how taste of atlanta got started we're still just a little ways off from this year's festival which is happening on october 19th through the 21st at historic fourth ward park but tickets are going on sale very, very soon. But until next time, I cannot wait to bring you guys more stories from local chefs, culinary entrepreneurs, and people who are making Atlanta the greatest city for eaters. I'm your host, Ben Getz. Thanks again for listening to the Atlanta Foodcast.